construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Flagstick Podcast uh, brought to you by Golf PEI. Golf Prince Edward Island is a premier Canadian golf destination boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country with over 400 fairways, uh, closer than you can possibly imagine, top-tier accommodations, and exquisite culinary experiences. It is the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book your golf vacations at golfpei.ca. Um, obviously, we want to make sure that you are checking us out on all the social media networks, Instagram, X, Facebook, TikTok, Subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We really encourage you, obviously, to uh, check out our YouTube channel. Like us, click the notification bell. Make sure that you never miss a single episode ever. Um, and there's always some new new stuff added up there that's not necessarily this podcast. So uh, oh, yeah. that's why we want you to check out the YouTube channel, because you're missing out if you're not uh, subscribed. And a lot more coming. Obviously, yeah. just trying to work on some time to to uh, you know do some extra filming and stuff like that. But certainly, uh, some things that are being asked for, and hey, if people are asking for stuff. We're going to certainly deliver. How's that? Sounds like a good plan. Um, I'm Jeff hey, Potter. That guy was Scott McLeod, and <laughs> um, we're the guys that bring this to you every week or every week as we possibly can. Yeah, and um, you know, we try to do some different stuff. You know, we try to talk some golf. We try to give you some different topics that are a little bit unique. And this week uh, is no exception. Um, aside from bringing you up to speed on the world of golf, which is something that we really do like to do. Um, we're going to check out, we're going to talk about some of our D ideas and potential summer golf road trips. Mm, um, yeah. Scott, we're going to do that in the back nine. Yeah. Um, Scott and I are no stranger to the road trip. Oh yeah, uh, we've, we've done, done a number, many, many, many number, a number of road trips dating back to to, and we'll get into this, but going all the way back to the original road trip, which was, um, back in, oh my gosh, two thousand, two thousand, and was it was two thousand? It was two thousand, yeah, and it was to Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the sunrise side. Mm. So I remember that. I remember that. Um, but we'll talk about that, you know, because yeah. that's what we do in the back nine. We talk about experiences that we've had and experience that you should have. And we're going to do that in the back nine. But uh, let's get to the front nine uh, presented by Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Uh, golf season is uh, closer than you think. Uh, so don't wait. Start preparing for the upcoming season now. Get your memberships. Join leagues. And buy those game packs. Uh, be ready to hit the first tee in the spring. Visit MetcalfGolf.com to shop now. Yeah, um, already, ta already talking to a bunch of golf courses that, you know, their inquiries are exceeding their capacity as far as membership. So, you know, a, a lot of them, you know, still have, you know, as you mentioned, you know, things like game packs and different types of uh, yeah. deals and different things in place or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, people should definitely jump on that and get planning. And, you know, it is February. And, uh, you know, eight weeks from now, we could be teeing it up in parts of this region for sure. Well, it's true. And you know what? I'm really happy to hear that kind of statement with respect to people inquiring about memberships and things like that. Because I, I truly, truly believe that uh, the best type of golf membership that you can have is a membership to a club. 
mm. uh, to an actual golf club, not, yeah. you know, this third party stuff that's out there. Sure. Um, you know, just join a golf club and, and, and experience that part of things. Now I know there's a lot of green fears out there and they don't want to spend the money joining the club. They want to travel around and play different clubs. That's what the other stuff is for. Um, but if you really, really, truly want to experience what it's like to be a part of a golf, a member at a golf club, you got to you got to do it at, you know, at at a you know specific location. Like they just, I really, yeah. I really tru- truly believe that. Um, there will be those that don't agree with me, but there's those that don't agree with a lot of what I say, <laughs> including in your household. I mean, that's, no. that's what we. That's no, what we in my get. household, everybody agrees with me. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, not, there's nothing face. I say that anybody disagrees <laughs> with oh, ever. Man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, uh, it, it's good to see that for sure. But people should understand as well. You know, we act as sort of a conduit for all the golf courses that are within this region for mm-hmm. sure. And, uh, you know, well, even beyond that. And I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how many inquiries, DMS and, and uh, messages that we get daily across every single one of our social media platforms. Um, so, Let me guess: Instagram, Facebook, X, yeah, TikTok. all the all those. <laughs> to to a point, sometimes it's like you know you you feel bad because you go back and you find a message that somebody sent to the you know the Facebook account and they yeah. sent it on a direct message or whatever. And it's hard to monitor them all, um, but certainly we get back to people as much as we can. We're happy to give that advice, and you know, golf courses and businesses should know. This is part of what we do. You know, we're not just out there pumping out news and stuff. We're talking to the golfers. We're we're shaping and influencing what they're doing. They're asking about particular things. So that awareness with us makes a difference with us as far as knowing what's happening at your facility. Uh-huh. Um, these are the people we're, we're influencing. These are the people that are thousands of them that are coming to the website every single day. So, you know, it, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to just shill for, for marketing type things, but, but in sense I am, you know, we, we are a conduit that way. So if people are looking to do some, you know, effective marketing for their golf facility, um, yeah, we, we definitely have a location for you. And, and Jeff's your guy to talk to on that. That would be me. Um, yeah, but the thing is, that's how that's what this that's what the the original magazine was created. It was created as a way of generating information about the golf community um, at a regional level to you know this particular audience through at the time through print, and then, then yeah. that that evolved mm-hmm. to what it is now. And yes, it's more a lot of what we do now is a little more than regional, but we haven't forgotten about the regional side of things. Oh, no, if anybody's ever been to flagstick.com. It's still very regionalized, um, yeah. even though that you know all of that national and international information, all that stuff about golf equipment that is that is mm-hmm. you know you could be anywhere in the world, and That's the content universal. that we're delivering yeah. is the kind of content that would be of interest to you. So um, you know that is what we do, and it is a business. So obviously, we do in in any media business, advertising is the key thing, the key ingredient that. Uh, that fuels the fire, so to speak. And, yeah. and we're always searching for it. You know, we're always looking for it. We're always trying to make sure that we have enough of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not so I can live in some mansion in Malibu, but uh, you know, that yeah. I can make a decent living doing what we're doing. So. Yeah. And, and uh, really in the end, you know, it, it's uh, we hear from people all the time as well. Um, they say, you know, we wish there was somebody in their community that was, you know, 
advocates for golf like mm-hmm. we do. And that's not sitting here and, 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 you know, to, to pump our tires, but, you know, being involved heavily with the golf journals association of Canada and, and seeing the membership across the country, it's very limited as far as, you know, what people are doing and, and no offense to, you know, people that pop up and they say, Hey, well, you know, I've got a, I've got this account or this account. A lot of those people just go away. They don't, they don't care. They, they care about what, themselves more than anything Mm -hmm. and i hate to say they're being selfish or whatever but you know our mission has always been about golf um and and 28 years later 28 years later Mm -hmm. you know when i talk to other people that you know say hey we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and you know five five stories later or five episodes later or whatever you know they're gone yeah it's work it, it takes a lot of work. I mean, well, that's the thing, right? People it's... recognize that. And I'm not saying people don't recognize that. I, I'm very thankful for the amount of people that, that reach out all the time and say, wow, you know, the, the coverage is fantastic. Glad to see what you guys do on social and, and whatever the case may be. Um, but just understand it doesn't exist everywhere. It really doesn't. No. And that's the thing. And there are, there are people even, you know, within, within our industry, uh, there are people within our industry that are, that are, that are in it for the wrong reasons and, and are mm. very successful um, mm-hmm. in this industry as a, as a golf journalist, but are still in it just for the freebies. They're still in it to, yeah. you know, for a free round of golf, a free trip, a free, free bag of golf equipment, you know, whatever they're in it for yeah. the free stuff. And they be, be know... in it for the golf be in it for <clears> the exactly. golf and, the, and, and the community. Um, that's the most important part in it. That authentic, that authentic nature always will ring through. It's easy to see through the other stuff. It really, really is. Hundred percent. So, anyways, as we led in with the uh, with the front nine being presented by Metcalf Golf Club, um, Mm. and speaking of the golf season being closer than you think, um, the Golf Expo, yeah, is coming up in a week. Yeah, and all and hey, and all of our friends are going to be there. Even our friends from Golf PEI are going to be there. I know, I know. Excited about that because we'll have a chance to sit down and talk to them about uh, some potential upcoming events. Maybe, maybe. Never know. You never know. But uh, so yeah, the Golf Expo is coming up. Yeah, Uh, it is on March first and second at the old EY Center. And uh, you know, it should be a good kickoff to uh, what we hope to, to. will be a really good golf season, good long golf season, good mix of uh, moist and warm at times. Uh, <laughs> some something in between, you know, just enough, just enough rain to keep the courses nice and green without draining the ponds, yeah. the irrigation ponds of every golf course in the region. But not so much rain that uh, we we aren't able to play because it's so wet, and not too hot that we don't want to go outside. Yeah, is that too sure. much to ask, really, for a golf yeah. season? Just you know, just enough moisture, <laughs> just enough heat. Um, How just... often have we? No, no, we should say. I mean, there's there's never a normal, that's for sure. But it's also we, you know, what here's what is consistent. What is consistent is that enthusiasm for what is possibly to come mm-hmm. that has happened since that first golf show, you know, that you attended in 1996. Um, you know. Wow. Get yeah, that's a while ago for people. I mean, we have a lot of people that are listening to this that probably weren't even born then. Those watching uh, on those watching on YouTube, nineteen ninety six is behind me in the in the magazine rack right now. Yeah, exactly. There's exactly. a big question mark on the cover. That's nineteen ninety six. But I think that's what you know the golf shows you know represent. It's that optimism at the start of the year. It's for what's to come. Yeah. It's that anticipation. It's that you know people fired up 
starting to plan, just like we're going to talk about in the back nine, starting yeah. to plan for, you know, what's going to come in the year to year ahead. And, you know, what golf courses do they want to play? Where are they going to travel to? Um, you know, what equipment they're going to put in their bag. And I mean, I guess that really sums up what that expo is really all about. It's people yeah. just getting fired up for the year. I th- and I think that's the thing is that we're really trying to do with the trying to do with the golf expo is, is just get people wound up and excited about golf early. Um, yeah. You know, March 1st is obviously um, the courses aren't open. Um, I mean, there's always a good chance that uh, a certain driving range in, um, in the West end, um, you know, might get open, uh, sure. Might yeah. get open at Kevin Hame Golf Center. You never know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I've seen it in February. Sure, for sure. You know, um, and uh, we certainly don't have anywhere near as much snow as we've had on the ground sometimes uh, at some points during this time of year. Yeah. So I'm sure that there's a good chance that uh, if, uh, if our good buddy Kevin Hame and, and uh, the crew can get that place open, ready to go by Golf Expo weekend. Yeah. Watch out. I mean, because hey, it is make... heated bays and everything out there yeah. too, right? Yeah, and if people want to make a road trip, I mean, they can definitely go down to southwestern Ontario. I mean, Tarandoa opens back again this weekend. Uh, there's a couple other courses that, you know, have been open intermittently in the last couple of weeks or whatever. So um, I haven't heard much from the the kind of the Syracuse uh, sort of gang in that I area. I remember those. We, Speaking yeah, of to, road trips. <laughs> yeah, we used to do a fair bit down there or whatever. But, uh, you know, yeah. Liverpool golf courses down there uh, tend to, you know, try to get open as early as they can. But I know they've had a fair bit of snow down there. So hard to say what's going to happen there. But again, you know what? Uh, once that show hits, you're only weeks away. And um, I, I think one of the biggest things about that show, it's always been for us, is just that interaction with uh, our golf community. And, uh, you know, we don't say readers anymore. It's, it is it is a community because it's mm-hmm. it's listeners, it's viewers, it's, it's people that just follow on social media. It's just truly a community. Uh, and often it's putting a, a you know a, a a face to the names yeah. of people that we interact with all the time, and 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 that's always a neat part to to kind of turn that into reality and to create a real bond uh, with these people that you know are sort of anonymous when you're working away in your oh, office. Oh, for sure. You know? So yeah, for sure. Um, so what what would be uh, you know Scott what would be um, maybe one of your biggest memories of the uh of golf expos past Ooh, i i would say for me um wow uh a couple of them one um the year we had a massive section with a putting green in the middle uh where we did some contesting on the on the putting green we had a whole mm-hmm. little section sort of laid out <clears throat> and the uh the other one that really jumps out is the uh equipment panels and and seminars that I used to do early on because mm-hmm. you got to remember you know back back pre heavy social media people didn't hear a lot about equipment or get to know about equipment so um I don't even know what the first year was when I started doing that going up on stage and talking about all the latest equipment and and, and whatever and uh, I think that sort of peaked a little bit with bringing a bunch of the manufacturers up and and talking to them. I think, uh, yeah. So I mean, those those really stand out to me. And then uh, also uh, a couple of years where we had a private room, an interview room mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to the side, which was which was fun. We had a little studio and whatever. But we've done so many things. 
you know, kind of over the years. And, and again, it's all about just interactivity more than anything. So what about it for you? What's what jumps out for you? I'll tell you, I have so many nights and days. I could, okay. Should we move this to the back nine and have a whole section with this? No, I have no, no. so many memories of, we can make it, we can make it the whole expo. front nine if we want. Um, I have so many memories of the golf expo um, from because because the golf expo is where is essentially golf expo is where this all began right yeah yeah this yeah, is where sure. it started before it actually even started right. so you know i'd say my my earliest memory of the golf expo is is the very first one we ever did uh, which was familiar? before we even published a magazine yeah i had a pamphlet yeah um i had a a five Flag. foot wide by 10 foot deep half booth um with a telescoping ball retriever extended up past the top of my booth with a little cardboard flagstick magazine logo on top of it. And all I was doing was, was we were giving away a push cart, I think. Um, hey, that's all right. Um, and uh, we were collecting names. And I, at that time, I didn't even really know what we were doing with them. Uh, we were just collecting <laughs> names to do a draw. I think they don't think sure. we collected email addresses back then for anything like that. But yeah, not a lot of people had email addresses. Or <laughs> that's my earliest that memory. Um, yeah. But then there's been so many other ones. There's been the years where the year where we had uh, was an anniversary year. I want to say it was the tenth okay. um, anniversary, and we had we took a booth um, that was back off the main. Um, the main aisles and we had a walkway going back to it and i create and i had sign holders on pedestals on this this runway all the way back to our booth that had oh. the covers of all the magazines yeah 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 i, I think that, that was one. 10 years and not all memories are good okay because no. that was the dumbest thing i ever that, that had to be one of the dumbest things they ever did <laughs> let's take our booth off of the main aisle and put it 30 feet back in the corner with a runway yeah uh, thinking, you know, this is sort of that whole uh, sort of like a Hall of Fame kind of museum type thing where people would walk and they'd look at the different covers and then they'd get back to our booth. <laughs> Nobody came to the booth. Yeah. You know, we ended yeah, up having yeah, yeah. To, stand, to stand out at the entrance right. to the yeah, handing out magazines that. because yeah. nobody was coming back. And then right. there were there were years, all those years where we had the van and right. the van was all low. Oh, yeah, in the and, booth. <clears throat> yeah and we had it we had a um include had, including the year the the door was open and the and by the time the the show was battery done, died the battery was, was dead had to get so back then we had the I, I think our biggest booth we had we had a uh a, a 10 foot by 40 foot booth right half of the booth was these these big huge metal racks that i got from zellers really? when it went Is out it of zellers? business yeah yeah, and we would bring them. Was it we Kmart? Would, was it Zellers or Kmart? It was Zellers. Zellers. Okay. So we put them God, in the back of the heavy. van. So we'd load the back of the van with magazines. Yeah, and then we would put the the racks, the metal racks, on top of the stack of magazines, and then drive it in. And we would drive the van in, park it beside the booth, take the 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 uh, um the, racks the carpet, yeah. roll the carpet out or the tiles. Later on, we did tiles. Ooh. But we'd take oh the God, carpet out of the back of the van. <laughs> we'd roll it out in the in the booth, flatten it out. Then we'd park the van on one side. Yeah. <clears throat> then we'd put up the racks. And then we would load the racks with the magazines for the weekend. And then we would 
pick the armor all and do the tires and shine the van up and everything. And then at the end of the show, we would throw everything in the back of the van yeah. and drive out. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, it was the craziest setup and takedown ever. Yeah. Cause you just drive everything in, set it up and drive everything out. Now we had to leave later than most and we had to arrive earlier than most to True. be able to do That's that. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> smart, it, but smart, smart, but not smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, there was a year that uh, that we were looking to help give the show a spark, and we uh, brought uh, Lisa uh, oh, yeah, from yeah, yeah, our friend from Lisa Calgary at that at yeah. that time was uh, was I think the reigning Canadian women's long drive champion, and she was uh, re- competing regularly on the the uh, women's the LDA mm-hmm. uh, tour, and uh, she did a guest speaking, and she was awesome, and probably. One of the one of the, the really highlights of uh, many of the golf expos that have been done as far as stage presence. Sure. Yeah. So there was that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And what else? The uh, the list goes on and on. I do remember the putting green. I think the year that we did the putting green was also the year that we brought her because we had yeah the, it was yeah. Um. So we had that. Um. You know we've had. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I guess do you that's remember, the thing. Do you remember Project so Thirteen? Oh God! Yes, oh, that was the website. That was yes. the new website. So Project yes. Thirteen. Jesus, that's we we 12, did 12 a years a, ago now eleven years. We ago. did a yeah. um we did a blind um <laughs> promo. Yeah, and we were working with a company um to completely get away from using Microsoft front page. Yeah, uh, to build the website, we were going to a WordPress based website, and we hired a company. It's the first time that I'd ever hired outside to do something because. When it comes to the magazine, the design, <clears throat> the website, and everything that you see now, that's all internal. Um, you know, that's all, you know, I do all the web work. Scott's doing yeah. all the writing. You know, it's it's all done internal. There's no, there's no hired guns outside doing work for us. Um, but there was a time when I thought we needed something bigger. So we hired a company and it cost, I mean. Stupid. Stupid amount of money. Yeah. And and we got a piece of crap, um, yeah. got an absolute piece of garbage. And we were trying to, we were doing this big marketing promo called Project 13 because it was 2013. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to tease people about the launch of this fantastically awesome, <laughs> better than you can imagine website. Uh... And we were launching it at the Golf Expo. It was the timing. And oh. I can remember being on the phone the whole the slowest, weekend. Slowest website. Slowest website on the, the planet. planet. It was broken, like it was, and it never, it it never lasted. No, and we ended up hiring another company, yeah, uh, Baytech Systems, yeah, to fix uh, it. to fix it and yep. get it up and running. And then eventually, I I taught myself, yeah, 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 you know, WordPress and coding, and we ended up taking it internal and doing it ourselves. But good lord, yeah, I mean, enough memories for you. Yeah, that's that's definitely enough, and I'm sure people are probably you know having a nap by now, probably you know us going down memory lane or whatever. But uh, yeah, but you know what? Here, here's the thing. You know, there's obviously stuff happening this year, and and uh, you know stuff taking place, and and uh, you know we're in the midst of finishing up our plans for our own <laughs> um, our own booth and and presence that's there. But you know, we're also involved with lots of different things that are yeah, happening yeah. during yeah. the show. 
Um, lots of good friends there, be it, you know, Canadian Pro Shop Online, our friends from Metcalf are there as well, Golf PEI. Uh, you know, these are partners and people that we work with on top of, you know, many others. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, good to see them and obviously help promoting them. Uh, the show itself, you know, we're, we're a media partner with the show. Um, so obviously, we, you know, we've been doing some promotion and stuff for them and, and getting involved, uh, you know, with Greg Chambers and, and doing some stuff on stage. And one thing that, you know, he asked and about, you know, a few days back and uh, was, you know, possibly doing a Q&A with, with Curtis Barkley. Uh, Curtis is somebody we've known for a long time, former winner of the Smuggler Shootout, OBGA match play, OBGA champion of champions, who's now gone on to, you know, worldwide success in the, uh, you know, the golf for disabled ranks, the, you know, the all abilities uh, tournaments, you know, multi-time Ontario and, and Canadian champion. And uh, Greg reached out and said, hey, uh, would you be interested in doing a Q&A? Uh, with Curtis. Great idea. And, yeah, which is going to be fantastic. And the funniest part was Greg was like, do you want me to do some research and stuff for it? I'm like, Greg, I got this. It's good. It's good. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, because it go back and how long we've been, you know, following Curtis. Oh, my journey. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going to be fun. Curtis is just, uh, you know, just finishing up, finishing up a tournament in, in Kenya. He's all done there now for the seventh place uh, this week. And, and he's going to be back and we're going to sit down on the stage with him and take people through his story, which I think is, uh, I think the, there's a lot to learn from it. From a, I think so too. Uh, yeah. I perseverance so too. He, standpoint. Definitely. He's, he's currently the number five ranked in the world yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Number one in Canada, number five in the world. So um, obviously done some great things, but, you know, I think one of the things is that we hear as golfers all the time, we make excuses, right? It's really easy to say, oh, I did this or I did that. Mm -hmm you know, in the end, we don't really have it that bad comparatively. No. Um, so when you get to hear Curtis's story, if you come down, hopefully, you know, we'll maybe we'll film some clips and stuff like that for, for that as well. Um, you know, and people can just Google his name and, and head onto our website. They can find some stuff on there about him, but um, just to hear from his perspective of, you know, not only playing, um, you know, no, we'll call normal tournaments. Every tournament's no, normal mm -hmm. now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but being involved with all our events, Canadian amateur events, Ontario stuff or whatever, and then making that transition uh, to the G4D, the EDGA, D, DGA stuff. And, you know, the, even those conversations that he and I had uh, behind the scenes of, of making that transition and, and should he do it? And, and you know, what, what are those plans about? And, and now what it's done for him uh, in getting to play worldwide and, you know, sharing those stories of what's happened for him so far and the experiences of, you know, playing with great players and sharing locker rooms with the Rory McElroy's and, and things of the world, because, you know, a lot of the times the EDGA events are running in, in, uh, in concert with the DP world tour events. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it, that should be a fun time there. Um, yeah. And then, okay. you know, lots of other stuff going on at the show. They're going to help out uh, our other uh, buddy, uh, Derek McDonald up on the stage with some teaching stuff as well, like I did last year. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, we're, we're integrated in this show. We, we have been since, you know, you've, you raised that flag in 1996. I raised the flag, baby. <laughs> and so, uh, keeps so going. if anybody wants to, um, if anybody wants to book tickets online, I think you mm. can do that yep. uh, or check out things. I think it's a uh, golf uh, expos. Golfexpos.ca, I believe, yeah. is the uh, web ad address. So. Yep. Let's double check that. Golfexpos.ca, I believe, I'll is the web address. I'll double check right Let's now. Make sure that we're correct. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. You know, 
it is what it is yeah um, you are you're bang on uh yeah okay. and i mean you can go to uh that'll actually take you right over to canadiangolfexpo.ca so if mm -hmm. you want to go to canadiangolfexpo.ca that'll that'll take you there and then there from there that that you can choose the uh ottawa event and then you can buy your tickets right there beautiful do it we'll see you there yeah um i'm sure we'll have something to give away on the weekend maybe I'm pretty sure that we will have something to give oh, away on okay the news news to me too here folks <laughs> shouldn't be news to you there's all kinds <laughs> all kinds of stuff around here to give away right. um okay so let's just wrap up let's get through some of the uh the, we got about maybe seven or eight minutes here just sure. to uh just we've talked stuff. a lot about the golf expo but that's fine because it's coming up and it's important but uh yes. um canadians this past week had uh, finished in the top 10 in seven different professional tours yeah. um it's pretty extraordinary what's going on with the the uh uh canadian uh, professional golf, Canadian uh, yeah. amateur golf, the the collegiate, like just watching so many Canadians having so much success uh, on a regular basis. It's going to get to the point where we, we it, it doesn't become really a highlight. It becomes a norm. Yeah, which is where you want it to be yeah. for sure. Um, but I think it was, it was kind of, I think it was enlightening for a few people because even, you know, no offense to golf Canada, but even when they do like their, you know, leaderboard stuff or whatever, you know, they're focused on three tours mm -hmm. and uh, I, I was all in a, almost adamant on social media. It's like there's seven different tours. So don't dismiss this because these are your other players that are coming up. So, yeah. you know, while it's great <clears> that <throat> Stephen Ames, you know, he won on tour, got a seventh win on the uh, PGA Champions Tour. Yeah. Um, it was great that Adam Hadwin and, and uh, Adam Svensson were top 10 at the Genesis. Um, but yeah, you know what? Jared Dutois is in there, you know, at the Asian Tour, first event, tied for seventh. A uh, couple guys at the Toro Tour in the top 10. That's a minor tour in Spain. Uh, Asher Tour out in California. Matt Anderson, Johnny Trevally both finished in the top 10 out there. Uh, Noah Steele, top 10 in the North Texas PJ Players Tour, getting ready for the PJ Tour America season. And uh, two of our female players uh, had a finished top 10 at the Cactus Tour event in Arizona. Megan Oslin finished fifth, and Bridget Tebow uh, was in a tie for 10th. So uh, an amazing week and one that shouldn't be ignored. And, and people have to look at you know what's happening underneath the tip of the iceberg and realize this is where those others, the other players come from. Well, that's it, because that that's the thing. All of a sudden, they appear, and people go, oh, I never heard of him before. Well, he, right. he's been there, just yeah. not, you know, he's been one level or two levels down below, just kind of yep. lurking there, playing well, doing things, nobody really talking about him, except this podcast um, yeah, and flagstick.com, yeah. which is exciting. Now, uh, there's a number of players, uh, a number of Canadians uh, in the lineup for this week's uh, PGA Tour Mexico Open. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, Stuart McDonald, Taylor Pendrith, Ben Silverman, Roger Sloan, all all in the field uh, for this week's uh, PGA Tour Mexico Open. Yep. Um, and uh, we'll see how well the Canadians fare mm -hmm. uh, this week. Um, sure. Other news, uh, just to bring up the 102nd PGA Championship of Canada. Uh, will be played at the Mickelson National Golf Club near Calgary in June, yep. June uh, 9th to the 12th. And uh, other cool news for those that are uh, have access, have access to or frequent some of the uh, indoor golf facilities like our good friends at Celtic Golf Center, Falcon Ridge, um, uh, Royal Ottawa, I suppose, too, Bridge. but that one's a yep. little, yeah, um, that have the Trackman uh, Sim setups. If uh, with the President's Cup mm -hmm. um, close at hand, you can uh, they've added Royal Montreal's uh, blue course to their course library. So yep. 
Yeah. You know what that means? You know what that means? Not only are there going to be a lot of people frequenting indoor golf facilities that feature TrackMan playing the blue course at Royal Montreal prior to the President's Cup, there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, President's Cup parties going on. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> which is good. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, awesome. That's a fun way to have it for sure. And and uh, I think the other side of it too is it lets people get familiar with the golf course, mm-hmm. you know? So when they're viewing it in September, they're like, Hey, I, I've been on that golf course. I played that. Um, I played there. Yeah. I played that sort of, you know, I'm waiting of. for the conversation that I have with somebody where we're just chatting. Oh, about I know golf courses. Gonna, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, know what you're yeah, I was playing, uh, uh, you know that you know the the third hole there at yeah. uh, blah blah blah. You know that's a, yeah. a downhill or dogleg right. You know I I took one you know one eighty five with a hard cut over the water there. Like, really, you've played there? Oh yeah yeah. Out at, out at uh, Falcon Ridge, out at Celtic <laughs> Golf Center there. You know yeah. we were tipping it up with the buddies there. Had a few pints too. It was great. Yeah. You know. Well, don't worry. They're, they're the same ones that will tell you they're a plus two, and then you say where, and you're like, oh, on track man. <laughs> but that's okay. Good for you though. Have have fun and enjoy yourself. And they're Do actually. It. I'm actually testing some beta software right now. They've actually got some peer-to-peer online play. Yeah. So you can actually, I did a test with uh, our friend Derek there uh, the other night, and we actually played a course uh, together online. Back to back. And That's it shows fun. on the same screen on both sides. So nice features and stuff. Yeah, I'd like to so. do that. But if I go to my garage right now, there's just. Will you go to Derek and Jenny's house? I think house, there's a car. And I'll be here. So how's that? We'll play. Derek again. and Jenny's house. All right. I'm sure they'd love to have me over. Yeah, um, I, should, I should briefly ma- mention to uh, Brooke Henderson's back in play. Uh, I was up early because the events in Thailand, she hasn't played in three weeks. Uh, and uh, she finished uh, fourth here in 2022. Uh, but I was up early because the event was played last night. So I was up early to do a story. She's already tied for third after the first round, five under par. So cool. Um, a good one to follow this week and see how she makes out there. She was back home to Canada for about a week or so in that three weeks that she had off. So said she said she went skating when she came home. So, there you go. I'm sure yeah. she enjoyed that. Definitely. Strap on the pads and get some shots by the Smith Falls Bears. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think she plays any goalie anymore, but I'll have to ask her sometime. When was the last time she actually put on the pads? And, and I'm sure they'd love to have so, her out there. Yeah, I'm sure they probably would. <laughs> um. Just a reminder to everybody that the Flagstick Open uh, presented by TaylorMade Adidas. Uh, um, we're still getting registrations and we still want to keep getting We just yeah. got, you know, two or three more today. Uh, anybody that registers now is going right on the wait list, but that's fine because there's a good chance if you're early on the wait list that you're going to uh, um, that you're going to get in automatically. So don't 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 stress out about not being in the 120 player field just yet. Um, go ahead and get yourself on the wait list and um I will be opening the uh, registration for the flagstick shootout next week. So for those that want to get registered, whether you're registered for the open or not, or whether you are on the wait list or not, um, the flagstick shootout is a limited 72 player of field. No indexes, no flights, no divisions, just straight up. Go at it hard golf, good prize table, good registration gift as always. And uh, we're really excited about having that event back for the second straight year. Uh, so that registration will open next week, and uh, and I wouldn't wait too long to get uh, set into that field either. So no, and our defending champion Connor Gadet uh, reached out to the other week, and he's making room in his schedule to come back and defend. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, uh, we got to get out of here. We got to get a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk road trip, 
And mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure this conversation will be very enlightening, very interesting, and uh, at times very comical. So stay with us. Uh, you're listening to the Flagstick uh, Podcast with Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. We'll be right back. When you golf on Prince Edward Island, there are over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Not to mention countless miles of pristine beaches and a rich world-class culinary experience. So get here fast, then take it slow and play around on island time. Golf Prince Edward Island. And we are back. We are back listening to the Flagstick Podcast with uh, myself, Jeff Botter, and Scott McLeod. And uh, we're going to get at this back nine thing and talk about some road tripping. Um, mm-hmm. pres- uh, back nine presented this week by Celtic Golf Center, located 20 minutes from Ottawa in Kempville. Celtic Golf Center is indoor golf at another level, featuring five state-of-the-art TrackMan simulators, two new Unicorn Sims with GS Pro, Celtic Golf Center can offer over 10,000 golf course options, including many major courses, some with island greens and beautiful azaleas, and um, apparently now um, with the Royal Ottawa Blue Course. Um, There you go. On those Trackman sims. So play rounds with friends, practice uh, with full swing analysis, play golf games, visit CelticGolfCenter.com to learn more or to book your tee times. You got it. All right, Scott. Well, last week we talked about things we loved about golf. And a common theme amongst the things that we loved about golf was uh, playing new courses. Mm -hmm. So enter the the topic this week (laughs) behind the topic of this week's podcast uh, back nine uh, discussion. Let's take a hypothetical road trip in Canada. Yep. Um, We like to support our Canadian golf course. Of course. Duration, direction, you know, it's up to you. Sure. Where where you want to play, why you want to play there, if, if you even have a specific reason why you want to play there, you just want to do it. You decide the duration, the direction, the circumstances. can be with friends, family, people you like, people you don't like. <laughs> Look at it. People have done stranger things, my friend. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. People I have mean, done especially if you have a group, things, if gone you have on a road group, trips with people we don't like. You don't, yeah, sometimes you might end up with somebody you don't always like. Exactly. So, so uh, visiting private or public golf courses. Yeah. You want to get down to, to to straight out specifics, or if you just want to keep it general. Yeah. It's a good discussion. Um, and there's no right answer. I think those people have to realize that, you know, I, I think it's funny sometimes when people will roll out kind of what they want to do in golf or want to take a trip. And then people are like, why do you want to do that? You should play this golf course. Cause it's the best. Well, it's that person's choice. They're, they're playing it for a particular reason. And, hey, look, yeah. I drink my coffee from a white mug with dimples on the side of it. There's, sure. there's no real reason for it. It's the first mug that I, I haven't a black Yeti and it's not really, you know, it's yeah. the first mug I grabbed out of the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, doesn't yeah. really matter. No. And I think that's when it comes down to it. It's, it's kind of what's your, and this is a conversation I have on a fairly frequent basis. I talk to people kind of what's your, what's your, you know, what's the top of the mountain for you? What, what would you like to do if given the freedom, you know, given the budget, given whatever, maybe it's a few weeks, maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month. Um, you know, what would you do? And I mean, I, I know you've rattled this around in your brain a little bit. 
Um, where where would you start on this? Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's going to sound like a bit of a broken record um, yeah. because of the fact that it's it has been a common destination. But let's just say I'm I'm renting an RV. I like that. That's like okay. that's a good way to do it, right? This is I'm not I'm not uh, you know just it's going to rent an RV and no hotels, uh, nothing. Just stick it exactly. out of the RV. We'll plan it out. We'll figure out where the where the RV parks are and so on and so forth. Where you're able to hook up and yeah. And uh, that'll be part of the planning process. But um, I'm going to jump in that RV with some buddies. Um, and uh, we're going to go do a, uh, an Atlantic Canada tour. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I love Atlantic Canada. Yeah, I and really, there. you've done some, but you yes. haven't done maybe as much as you possibly could. <laughs> well, there's, could. Some, there's some parts. I mean, I haven't done I haven't done Newfoundland and Labrador. Right. Yeah. Um, I've, I haven't really played golf in New Brunswick. Right. Uh, drove yeah. through New Brunswick. Um, yeah. I've done some Nova Scotia and I've done some PEI, um, but I haven't, you know, I, I think just not to the extent you want, right? No. And, and not in this fashion, you know, where you right. just kind of, like, I think it'd be a cool thing to do is just to yeah. rent an RV, load it up, throw the gear in, get the buddies together and just, and just drive to Atlantic yeah. Canada and start, start playing on the way in. Yeah. Plan a tour. Maybe it's a, maybe it's two or three weeks you're gone for. You know, and you're just playing and then you play and you hit someplace on the way out. So for you, are there particular, I won't say are there particular courses, but are there particular types of golf courses that you want to play or ones that have an interest? And I'm not saying it has to be the whole, so it doesn't have to be the whole trip, but you know, what would, what would you see included on that though? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously any trip to Atlantic Canada, the certain courses that you want to make sure are on that list, um, you know, Maybe. I, you know, you want to, I want to play, I want to play at Cabot, you know, I want right. to play at, uh, I want to play at uh, Crowbush, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, but really other than that, maybe I want to play Fox Harbor, um, right. but there's some, there's some courses uh, you know, covered bridge, like there's, oh, there's yeah. courses yeah, yeah. in, in areas of Atlantic Canada I haven't seen yet right. that I don't even, I don't even know well enough to know if I want to play there or not. I mm. just want to play some and I right. don't really care. You know, obviously when you're planning a trip, you've got to, especially if you're doing it in an RV, you've got to know where certain things that where, where you can stop you right know, to park for the night but and let's just yeah let's just throw that aside yeah so i just i want to play i just want to play some variety i just want some different i want some public um you know it doesn't there doesn't have to be any private on that i mean i realize fox harbor is a pretty is pretty you know private sort well, of it's a resort so uh yeah. so it's 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 not like there's not tea no tea times sure um it's yeah. just it's yeah, a little more on the expensive side it's maybe a little harder to to get when yeah. you want to go but it just you know, I mean, obviously, um, you know, courses that I have played, you know, with uh, with uh, Northumberland Lynx, always mm. like that golf course. Yep. Um, but it's the ones that I haven't played, the areas that I haven't played that I want to make up in that little tour. So the ones in New Brunswick and, and uh, Newfoundland, Labrador, yep. like those those sort of courses that I've, I haven't been to those areas, but I have seen golf courses and I've heard of golf courses in those areas that... You know, I think there's just enough going on there that if I went for a long enough period of time, I'd want to see some of that. Yeah. Um, would you would you um, would you drive every day or would you 
Um, if you found something that you really liked or a community that you liked or whatever, would you hang out for a few days and, and maybe go back and, you know, play the same course again? What, what, what would be, your I guess it depends. It depends on, on, on how the booking side of things, like how hard it is to get on some of the golf right, courses. True. Like obviously yeah. some golf courses you have to book well enough in advance. So you don't yeah. have the luxury of saying, you know, let's just stick around here for a few days and play these golf courses because they're awesome. Mm. Um, you might not be able to get onto them. Um, right. So if you're playing Cabot or, you know, Crowbush or something like yeah. that, you're probably more likely to have to have be, yeah. be designated to be in that area for a while. Sure. Um, or for at a specific time. And then other areas, maybe say, like, hey, that was a really good golf course. We want to see if we can't play it tomorrow. Right. You know, yeah. and then you you get a tee time the next day and you kind of yeah. leave some of your schedule open. So you don't. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to have a, a round of golf booked every day or every two days. I think I'd have to have I want to have certain ones booked mm. and then it have other ones where it'd be like, hey, that'd be a cool one to check out. Let's see if we can squeeze in. And if right. you can't, you move on to the next golf. Yeah, course. just leave some flexibility. And yeah, yeah I, I think, you know, I think a lot of times when people do trips, like, you know, again, I know they want to play. They want to guarantee they're going to play. But if they get a little bit too rep regimented, they don't leave themselves to that that whimsy of travel of, you know, having that flexibility, oh, yeah. right? Where, you know, they get locked into something and maybe maybe they don't like something. Who well, knows? Maybe they get to an area where they're like, yeah, this is not what I and thought. And I want to play tourist a little bit too, right? right so true. I mean, I right. you know, there's always there's always a little and from a golf perspective, there's always a driving range or a miniature golf course or a little par three or a little exact mm. nine hole course that's completely off the radar. Oh yeah. That you probably didn't even know existed or yeah. or could book a tea time at and you just kind of happen by saying, Hey, what the heck is that? And, you know, mm. I've I've taken enough road trips. I mean, we've taken enough road trips to enough different areas around Canada and the U.S. to know that not every golf course that that not every golf course out there is is on a map, so to speak. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it's not sure. on the radar. You're not. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to say, "Hey, you should go play this golf course," yeah. unless you're there talking to the locals and the right. locals say, Hey, have you, have you heard about this one? It's, you know, down the road here, about 20 minutes, nobody ever plays it. It's a cool little golf course. Conditioning is not the greatest, but it's a cool little course. You might want to try. That's the kind of stuff yeah. that you pick up on road trips that you don't pick up when you book a vacation. Yeah. I think so. the one, of the course that jumps out to me like that one time was one in the States uh, <laughs> where I was down in Pittsburgh. And I think I've talked about it before. I know I've talked about it with you, but I was in Pittsburgh for the Mario Lemieux celebrity golf tournament and asked a bunch of people around there, Hey, where, where, where do I go play? And uh, I was with Jim Petrunka or a friend from back in our, our golfer's choice days. And uh, they said, Hey, this other golf course, it's up this mountain. Uh, it's a former strip mine. It's run by a family. Uh, it's like nine bucks to play. Well, they didn't tell us it was nine bucks. We found out when we got there, uh, but nine bucks included stopping to fish on the one hole. <laughs> so they had a fishing rod and stuff like there or whatever. And it was fun. It was cool, but it, it certainly would have been not one that's going to be on any list or any ranking list or, you know, any, you know, architectural geek is going to be going to check this out, but it was, it was a cool spot. So, yeah. Now, what about you? Um, I mean, I've been obviously very fortunate. Uh, I, I, one, I've, I've got to live across the country. I've lived in half the provinces. So, um, you know, I've got to be well-traveled over the years. But I, I think one of the things that resonates with me all the time is the value of golf to small communities. Um, and I think, you know, right on that same thing that you're talking about, 
uh, it's the unknowns. It's the golf courses and, and the people at those golf courses that really intrigues me at this point. Um, played enough high profile golf courses that, you know, it's not my, it's not my mission to go and play, you know, the top, whatever. Um, it's nice when you have the opportunity, it's great to play a fantastic golf course in a fantastic setting. Um, but a fantastic golf course in a fantastic setting has many definitions. Mm -hmm. So that could, for me, I think I'd probably head West. Uh, you know, I, I first, um, I first played golf in the, in the prairies, uh, we mentioned it last week. We we're talking about the sand yeah. greens, but I, I'd like to rekindle that a little bit. Uh, you know, I grew up on a nine-hole golf course in BC, where where I really, you know, really got to really play the game um, and really see the value of it, uh, of how much that brought the people together and and you know bonded them by the way of golf and little nine-hole golf courses. I, I'd love to, you know, take a rip through you know, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, you know, back into BC a little bit, um, you know, play those golf courses that are really the backbone of the, the, the game. And, and they're largely anonymous outside their community. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I want to, I want to play with locals. I just want to, I just want to tip it up. Um, I want to share stories. I want to hear their stories. I don't want to sit there and tell them about playing Pinehurst number two. I want to hear, you know, about that weekend tournament they were playing with their buddies and why it was so fun and why that golf course means so much to them. And uh, I think that would be the ultimate for me is just to kind of drop in here and there, maybe make some bookings, as you said, maybe spend a few extra days in a community embedded, sort of like I've done in Saskatchewan or, mm -hmm. in a, you know, in Scotland trip where you just sort of embed yourself in a, in a place and you stay there and you get to be part of the, the scene. Um, so yeah. I think that for me, that would be an, a, an attractive road trip and, you know, take some people with me that are maybe like-minded yeah. that, that, that are really, you know, really appreciate that community aspect um yeah i think i think that would be it for me it's it's those golf courses that you know they don't get the recognition but they make up the bulk of what is in this country yeah no there's no question about that i mean that's the other thing when you do these trips finding finding the right people the right groups to um to be uh to be on those trips with you uh is is like really really important i mean i know yeah. for me um i i i enjoy playing um i enjoy playing well but as as you know having played golf with me for for quite some time i i my give a crap meter when it comes to um what i score when i play mm -hmm. golf is so sure. low yeah um I just don't care. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, the scorecard is not the value to, of the trip. Right? Exactly. I'm not there yeah. to score. I'm not there to yeah. shoot 72. I'm not there to, to turn to the marshal and say, where's the first key and what's record? the course record? Like yeah. I know I, yeah. yeah, I I can play golf. I'm decent at it. Yep. I, I can shoot, you know, I can shoot a decent number most times when I play and sometimes I don't, but you know, I, I like to try everything. I like to take risks. I like to, um, the golf, the playing golf is the secondary thing for me when I play a golf course. Yeah. Uh, the primary thing is to see the golf course, to, to experience the golf course. Uh, if I play well, I play well. If I don't play well, it's not going to ruin my day. Yeah. Um, I think the template... I can't stand to play. I cannot stand to yeah. play golf with, uh, with people, um, that that are not professional golfers 
that mm-hmm. make a living doing it and I'm not playing in a tournament where that actually matters. If, right. if, if it's not a tournament, if it's not a golf tournament and there isn't yeah. a big check at the end of the Pretty day, your scorecard. like I don't care. And if you yeah. care, you don't want to play golf with me because yeah. we're not going to have a good time. If you're that I, not now, not that if, I want you to care about golf. I don't want you to just. Uh, sure, but, it, but you don't want to. You don't want to be hand wringing. Don't be the, so the, serious. The results. Like, yeah, I goodness mean, gracious! Wanna... If you hit it in the bush, you hit it in the bush. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, there's no reason to freak out. I was going to say, I think the template for me a little bit uh, is a couple of times when I moved. Uh, you know, as a kid, uh, you know, my dad being in the military, we had some options a few times to you know, drive across the country and, and uh, to move from one place to another. And I can remember distinctly a trip that uh, I think I was 16 at the time. And we went from BC here to Ontario. And, you know, every time we stopped, we, we stopped early enough in the day that I could find a golf course and go play. Uh, and I remember playing in Hinton, Alberta and Wawa, Ontario and Wawa. St- Steinbach, Manitoba. And I mean, but that was neat for me because I basically just walked in and that, you know, it may not be as easy these days to, to walk into a golf course and say, Hey, put me out. I'm a single. Um, but at that time, yeah, you know, I'd walk in and, and find this golf course and just say, put me with whoever. Mm-hmm. And, and not only did I discover the golf course through my own eyes, I discovered the golf course through their eyes. Because sometimes when you only play it for your first glance, you don't really get a feel for everything that that golf course, you know, means to people. And that's really, as I said, that's the value of golf to those communities. And I think that's, that's where I would go as far as exploring that I can do lots of other trips. I'm more than happy to, you know, I'm more than happy to jump back in a car and, you know, do another trip with you someplace to North Carolina or Myrtle beach or PEI or wherever the case may be. Um, I'm happy to do those as well, but this would be sort of, uh, sort of that other little aspirational thing to do. Well, the same principles apply though, Scott. I mean, even when sure. it is, when you do it, when we do a road trip, uh, to North Carolina or Georgia or Florida or Texas or wherever, the yeah. same principles apply. Whenever we've done road trips um, and we've asked for an itinerary, we've always asked, don't just put us at what, what not everybody can play. Right. Yeah. You know, put us on some public golf courses, put us, put us in the, like in the mix, like just, yeah. there's two of us, put us with two people, like just, yeah. You know, we don't always just want to, and there, there are times with those road trips where we're really packing in a lot. Mm-hmm. So playing with other people, even if they're great people, kind of slows just down slows the process because yeah. we're generally getting in the cart, blowing through groups, seeing the whole golf course, jumping in the car and driving to another golf course yeah. or another uh, city to check into a hotel and do it all over again. But if there's, if there's, we learned as we went along, we spaced those things out a little bit more. We took a took in more of the local stuff and and we played you know like you know Tampa Tom out in in uh, uh in Tampa Bay um yeah that was great and we've had that happen in the past where we've been joined up with a couple of people and yep you know sure. that's what a road trip is really all about is if it's not with four you know with two of your buddies in a, in your own little foursome or your own little eightsome it's uh two people go one person go find mm-hmm. a group and play Nothing, nothing beats the ball rack, right? Yeah, I think that's I the think, best way. Drop the ball too, in the rack. I think too often people just get caught up in their own bubble of what golf is. So I think it's enlightening sometimes if they have an opportunity to go out and see what golf is like for other people in mm-hmm. other places. 
And I think as a result of that, it makes your own experience richer because you get a greater appreciation for the game itself, not only how you value it, but how other people value it. And as a result, you'll, you'll love it even more. Exactly. All right. I'd like to say, so ends the road trip conversation, but it does more. (laughs) uh, There there's uh, man, we've done so many road trips that the, uh, there could be podcast after podcast talking about some of the road trips that we've done in the past. And who knows, maybe we will do some in the future. Yeah. And who knows, maybe some of those road trips uh, might include some, uh, our community as well. Yeah. You never know. You never know. And this day and age, we'll probably record that. Um, and it could be a whole show in itself. Could be, or could be a different multiple. show. All right. I digress. Yeah. Uh, that's about it for us for this week. Um, great show. Great discussion. Loved it. Thank you very much, Scott McLeod. No worries. Um, And thank you very much to our sponsors, of course, Metcalf Golf Club, Celtic Golf Center, our presenting sponsor this week, Golf PEI, Golf PEI, uh, Preserve Island Golf. Preserve Island is a premier Canadian golf destination, boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country. It's over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Top tier accommodations and exquisite culinary experiences. It is the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book those golf vacations and tee times at golfpei.ca. Well, we certainly hope that you are enjoying or have enjoyed hearing, listening, watching, whatever you like to do. Be sure to follow us across all of our social media platforms, Instagram, X, Facebook, and TikTok, and subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Don't forget uh, to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us, click the notification bell, make sure that you never miss a single episode, and of course, get over to flagstick.com for more amazing golf content delivered every single day. Subscribe to Flagstick Digest newsletter uh, and get that great information sent directly to your inbox, not once, not twice, but three times per week. Um, As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, I am Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick.